Hey team, it's Morgan Tioka here from the Challenge Her podcast. Today we're just having a um, follow-on discussion around disappointment, which is the next emotion on Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. I'm Morgan Tioka. This is the Challenge Her podcast. This is the Challenge Her podcast. So today we're just having a bit of a discussion around disappointment. So last podcast I uh, spoke around comparison which was just a really relevant topic for me and I think the next one that I found extremely resonated with some of the things that not only I go through but working close with children and other young female adults you can see that they also can struggle with this and I also do believe it is a key reason as to why relationships can sometimes break down um, I have been looking into Gottman's theory around love and his psycho- psychology um, theories and there's so much positive evidence that has come out of what he has taught around relationship repair and rebuilding and this is I guess a connection I made between Brene Brown's work and Gottman's theory so it's like a little bit of science um, experiments and it's also looking at sort of qualitative research that Brene's done so I'll give you the definition uh, that she used so she said disappointment is unmet expectations. The more significant the expectations, the more significant the disappointment. So she goes on to say, there are many definitions of disappointment that have emerged in the data, but that one is as clear as it can get. Because disappointment and regret are so interwoven into our experiences of vulnerability and shame, it's important to understand the reasonings behind them. Every day, sometimes every hour, we are consciously and unconsciously setting expectations of ourselves and the people in our lives, especially those closest to us. The unconscious, unexamined and unexpressed expectations are the most dangerous and often turn into disappointment. In fact, the research tells us that disappointment is one of the most frequently experienced emotions and it tends to be experienced at a high level of intensity. When we develop expectations, we paint a picture in our head of how things are going to be and how they're going to look. So it only took probably that um, two paragraphs for me to quickly make that connection um, as probably one of the biggest barriers that I've had when having relationships and that's just not intimate relationships but also friendships where we can obviously create those unexamined and unexpressed expectations for the space and then obviously when they are not fulfilled or we don't get our desired outcome we then feel that huge and intense feeling of disappointment. So she goes on to say sometimes we go so far as to imagine how they are going to feel, taste and smell. So in a previous podcast, I spoke about narrative pattern. It's really clear and there's a lot of evidence to show that our brain is an emotional reactor. So we like to think of ourselves as cognitive beings, as uh, someone 
people that have sense of reasoning but unfortunately we are emotional beings and it's very evidently shown that we are emotionally driven so that is our sort of core understanding of the human being and how our brain functions and then cognitive reasoning reasoning and logic comes in behind that and so I think making those connections makes you straight away give yourself a little bit more awareness of the fact that even though we think we make good decisions based on what logically seems like the correct thing to do emotionally usually that will sort of tug us into the direction that we want to take so I'm going to keep going on she says we set expectations based not only on how we fit into the picture but also on what those around us are doing in that picture This means that our expectations are often set on outcomes totally beyond our control, like what other people think, what they feel, or how they are going to react. The movie in our mind is wonderful, but no one else knows their parts, their lines, or what is meant to us. Isn't it crazy? You just sort of sit back and you think, wow, the amount of times I've created a unexamined and unexpressed expectation on a situation and then when I haven't reached the desired outcome I'm so disappointed yet no one knows about the expectation and so you know classic example uh, in a relationship when you just expect that that person understands how you're feeling you know and instead of actually expressing how you're feeling, what you're going through, why you feel that way or asking for what you need, which, you know, connects back into boundaries. You know, we just expect them to know and then when they don't know, we're so disappointed and disheartened and it's just this like wall of unnecessary angst and frustration and stress that we put on relationships because we make these assumptions that people know what their role is in our expectation And then when we don't get the desired outcome, we're completely disappointed and disheartened because we make those, you know, narrative patterns up in our head of good guy, bad guy, hero, cop. This is the right thing to do. Why isn't he doing this? Why aren't they doing that? That doesn't make sense to me. You know, and then we get disheartened and then we have to explain why we're upset about something we never voiced. She then goes on to say, when the picture or movie fails to play out in real life, we feel disappointed. And sometimes that disappointment is severe and brings shame and hurt and anger with it. It's a setup for us and for the people involved. Disappointment takes a toll on us and our relationship. It requires considerable emotional bandwidth. Researcher Elaine Summerfield explains that we come away from the experience of disappointment, feeling bad about ourselves and the other person. Our negativity is tinged with astonishment and surprise and at the same time we're trying to forgive we are concealing emotion we are trying to think positively and urging ourselves to move on and it's exhausting from some experiences I think disappointment and dealing with stealth and unexamined expectations have probably been at the heart and soul of some of my most difficult discussions and arguments and hurt feelings with um, my previous spouse, you know, and over that time, I never really understood or had the 
intelligence and information to be able to make those connections that I was creating all of this angst and stress in our relationship because I would create these stealth expectations and then when they didn't play out the way I wanted them to I had that overall feeling of hurt and disappointment. Now I'll give you an example of a story of where this has happened to me. So in my previous relationship I was a very active person and so was my partner. So we would always have commitments on the weekends and we, I had a little stepdaughter at the time and trying to find the happy medium of being able to do those things that we wanted to do or we loved to do and also ensure that we are having enough family time together was a really hard concept for me to adjust to. Uh, being 25, 26-year-old, you know, no experience of having children and obviously the first child for both of us, um, he, you know, he was, um, this was his only child and so we're both sort of navigating it um, differently and obviously he has that real deep sense of love and connection for her and I'm trying to create that relationship and so it's just a really odd space and I think at the start, you're so infatuated with the idea of being a family that it's um, really easy to sort of move past the things that you want to do because you're so engulfed in wanting to be with this person. But then over time, it's really clear that, you know, if you have dreams, aspirations, ambitions, and that causes you to have commitments on the weekends, that was constantly um, having an effect on us because I would constantly be like, okay, um, I want to do A, B, C, D, E, um, and I want to do that, and I want to be a good partner, and I want to be a good mother, and I want to make sure I'm doing this right, and I want to make sure the house is nice, and I, you know, and these were all those unrealistic expectations, and so trying to fit in and make everyone happy at the time was just completely, you know, impossible. Now I understand that that, in an external sense and a behavioural sense, that is compromise but I guess at the time internally you're dealing with the fact that you want people to perceive you or you want to be perceived as this person who's just got everything together you are organized you're calm you enjoy your weekends you have time to socialize you have time to fit in you know early morning soccer and playing maybe your own sport and doing all these extra things and realistically it doesn't work that way and everything can break down. And so a really clear strategy that Brene talks about is like your ability to sit down and have those discussions before the weekend and go, okay, we need to reality check what our expectations are. What are some of the expectations you're putting on yourself for the weekend? So if things are going to look crazy, if you do have a lot a lot of things on um, for your daughter – well, then maybe you're not going to be able to be as perfect as you want or be as organised. Maybe you're going to have to be able to adjust on the fly and be a bit calm with uncertainty. And I think that lack of control can sometimes cause people to, you know, then create those stealth expectations and deal with that disappointment. So I think if I had my time again and something I'm definitely trying to implement now is when I 
notice I'm about to go do something and I'm starting to stress, trying to be organized, already worrying about something that I can't control, moving forward into a weekend where I might have completely overstepped my boundaries to the point where now I have too much on, you know, I've got to sit down and reality check, okay, what are the intentions driving these expectations? Is it, am I creating these expectations because I want to be perceived as a good person? Am I creating these expectations because I think that if I don't do A, B, C, D, people will look poorly on me? Is it about external views or is this internally fulfilling my cup? You know, it's crazy to think that now after reading, after two years of personal development, I'm only just starting to grasp that self-awareness, you know, and the understanding of you need to reality check your expectations because the problem, and this is something I loved about what she spoke in about in regards to disappointment, is she makes it really clear that when you feel disappointment, you feel it for yourself and you feel it for the other person. So if I'm going to create self-expectations, I'm, I'm causing the other person stress, frustration and disappointment as well because they don't know what they've done wrong. They don't know how they have um, made me feel. They don't understand why I feel a certain way. And just that lack of reality checking and self-awareness prior to the expectations will probably then allow us to be able to move through and create solutions before they turn into a big challenging argument or a problem. So that's the main thing I took out of, of that part of the book you know, she uses other really clear ones. Um, like she says here, here are some other examples of unchecked and unexpressed expectations. It's going to be a great holiday. I've got everything planned to the minute. So that's obviously her expectation. Is this set up for success? What do you need from this gathering and why? Have you talked about your needs or are you assuming that everyone's on board? Have you shared your plans and talked about why they are important to you? Have you asked the other people what they want and need? So another clear expectation. I can't wait to share my project presentation with the team tomorrow. They're going to be blown away and really appreciate how hard I've worked. So that's the thought process and that stealth expectation that we're not passing on. And then she says, is there a way to feel validated other than your team saying something? It's dangerous to put your self-worth in other people's hands. Again, no matter what you do, you can't control other people's responses. These are recipes for disappointment and hurt. And my goodness, us as females and women, we are so great at creating those recipes for disaster. So that was just something that stuck with me. Uh, I hope that helped in some way, shape or form with you today. And obviously, please give me any feedback that you have um, and any questions you'd like me to answer. I really enjoy the feedback. I am new at this, but I love what it's doing for myself and hopefully for some of my listeners. Have a really nice day and I'll talk to you guys later. You've been listening to the Challenge Her podcast with Morgan Tioka. Follow, rate and share to help empower and educate young women.